Hi. Welcome. We're doing another spooky oopy one. Yay. On very short notice. It's getting closer and closer to Halloween. And I have a whole, like, basically a half day to edit this, so this will be fun. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever you don't finish, I'll finish. I should be able to get it done. I have to work on Halloween. I don't. Overnight. Well, wait, I work on Halloween, but then I have the first off, and I only work until, like, two i think i'm pretty sure i worked the first two that sucks <laughs> but i have your birthday off <laughs> i took my birthday off and the day after my birthday cause i don't know i want to just do like a simple bonfire for my birthday but anytime i want to like do something for my birthday and i say it bob's like i don't know so like i don't know if he's planning something or he wants to do something but well, I have your birthday off, so take that in con- into consideration. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I have like the day before Halloween off, and then I work on Halloween because it's on a Monday this year. Yeah, so I think I don't work that Sunday, and then I work overnight on Halloween. I had a scary dream the other night. <gasps> so did I. Like last night? No, not last night, but like a couple weeks ago. Mine was last It wasn't even that scary. Oh, mine was terrifying and you were in it. It was like, I, I was part of this different family and I was a kid again. And my name was still Kenzie and I had a little sister whose name was Emma. And then I had a mom and a dad and I don't know their names. They're not that important to the mm-hmm. story. But anyways, we lived on this like cute little house that was on a lake and there was like a dock that went down and at the end of the dock, and like beginning of the dock, I guess you could see the neighbor's yard. And there was this neighbor lady who was like doing some witchy juju shit. <laughs> and like all these dead, like have you ever seen, I think it's Pirates of the Caribbean, where they have all those like skeleton things. Yeah. Yeah, it was like those things coming out of the water. And I oh. freak out and I'm like, lock the door. So we run into the house, we lock all the doors. Family thinks I'm going crazy. I'm like, no, you just wait. Like, these fucking things are coming to get us. And the next thing you know, somehow my little sister Emma ends up outside with the skeletons. And they're, like, knocking on our glass door with her in our hands. And the parents are like, we need to go save her. And I was like, uh, I'm not going out there. So I went into the bathroom, which for some reason had an oven in it. And I shut myself in the oven to hide because I thought they would never look at it. Who the fuck cooks (laughs) I don't know, but then I woke up, and I was really freaked out, and I turned on Forensic Files and fell back asleep. (laughs) Mine was, we were doing, like, a podcast thing, so it was literally, like, based around our podcast. We were doing, like, a little podcast episode type of thing, and we were in this really creepy, like, old wooden house, and it had, like, these wooden stairs in, like, the center of the house, and it was just, like, super dark and musky and stuff like that, and we were just, like, walking around, and it was very haunted, and... We were talking about this ghost lady, and uh, I think we were, like, recording, too, so, like, we were filming everything, and um, I walked, like, around the stairs to the other part of the room, and all of a sudden, I saw, like, this shadowy ghosty lady and then she looked at me and she was like saying some shit and whatever and then she started just like coming at me and like she got like right to my face and then I woke up and I was like whoa (laughs) like I was scared to open my eyes for a minute it felt so real so I literally thought there was a lady coming at me and I woke up just like shit in my pants I was like what the not literally shitting my pants but like been it was terrifying. So, I mean, like, I have scary dreams every once in a while, but it's been a long time since I woke up and was, like, still scared of my dream. Usually I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, today, pretty much. I woke up, like, freaking out. And it was probably, like, 2 o'clock this morning. And then 
No, it was like four o'clock this morning because I remember thinking, well, I can just stay up. I don't need to go back to sleep. <laughs> That's where I was at. It was like 2.45 in the morning when I woke up from this dream. So it was almost 3 a.m. And so I was honestly like terrified. I turned on my light and I slept with my light on. I was like, uh-uh, somebody's gonna be hiding in my closet. Like, I'm not doing this tonight. I ain't no demons coming after me. And I covered my feet and I covered my head. <laughs> I tried to go back to sleep. I'm like, they can't get me now. And I forget, I had to pee so bad when I woke up. And I was so scared because like, I don't have a light in the hall that goes to my bathroom. No. And I was like, what if those skeleton things are in there? And something super weird. This is not the first time I had a dream about those skeleton things. So if in the future, these weird skeleton things come out of a lake and try killing people, oh my gosh. you're welcome, because I predicted the future. You know what? It's going to be like a Game of Thrones type shit. Yeah. And like in House of Dragons, where they had the dream about the Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. In like 300 years, there's going to be these weird skeleton zombie things trying to prey on the living. Watch You're out. Welcome. Kenzie this said is it first. Posted. <laughs> you heard it from Kenzie first. <laughs> Put yourself in an oven. You'll be fine. <laughs> They're scared of ovens. <laughs> okay. There we go. We're recording again. So, anyways. <laughs> yes. So, I was going to do a little intro on uh, Chucky, like the movies and stuff like that, but I'm just going to skip that part because, you know, watch them. Except for the 2019 Child's Play because I heard that one shit. Yeah, fuck that one. Mm-hmm. But watch the Chucky movies and then this will make. A whole lot more sense to you. Well, a little bit. Chucky was based off of Robert, who is the doll we're going to be talking about for pretty much the rest of this episode, except for my little personal backstory. (laughs) Which... Oh, no. Yes. So, when I was, like, five years old, I spent a lot of nights at my grandma's house, and my mom's childhood friend was going through, like, some rough times and she was living in an apartment in my grandma's basement mm-hmm. and this friend of hers had a son who was like nine or ten at the time he's a little bit older than me so me being like five i was watching disney channel probably that so raven or hannah montana something like that you know and this 10 year old thought it was fucking hilarious to change the channel to a chucky marathon that was going on the, a different channel the same day He did this like six times and it scared the shit out of five-year-old Kenzie and my grandma would come into the room because I was crying but before she got there this dipshit changed it back to Disney Channel so she thought I was just being dramatic. And yeah, I hold a grudge against this kid to this day. Um, (laughs) Wow. Okay, that's totally something I would do. I did that to Andy before. I had this little... um, it, it was this thing that I got from a fundraiser that you could connect to your TV so you could change the channel and mess with the volume and yeah. stuff like that. So I would do that. I'd go hide in the kitchen while he was watching TV and I would just like go turn up the volume or turn down the volume or like change the channel or do something really weird and he'd be like freaking the fuck out. Now we're going to talk about Robert the Doll that inspired the Chucky movies, which... To be fair, if you watch the movies and then, like, listen to the story, I don't really know how it was, like, this doll inspired it, but apparently it did. So, the next little bit that I'm going to say comes from robertthedoll.org. Yes, he has his own website. Aw, what a famous man. (laughs) So, on the website, it says that Robert is a -a one-of-a-kind handmade by the Steiff Company of Germany in the turn of the century, standing 40 inches tall and stuffed with wood wool known as Excelor? 
I don't know how to say it. Some sort of fancy wool, pretty much. Okay. He is dressed in a sailor suit and once bore painted features not unlike those of a jester. Jester? 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 A jester, yeah. Jester, okay, that's yeah. Thing. I'm, that's I'm like saying that the, right. That's the guy with the jingly hats that yeah. entertain the kings. Sometimes they have little, like, banjo-type things. Yeah. Yeah. His unusual size indicates he may have been fashioned in the image of his constant companion, a boy named Robert Eugene Otto. Hmm. Yes. The doll took Robert's name while the boy simply went by Gene. And together they would go on to make history. Dun, dun, dun! Due to the popularity of this doll and the story behind it, there are hundreds of stories and eyewitness accounts. It is impossible for me to tell what is true and what is fake, so I'm just going by what I found to be the most accurate stories or, like, seemed that they went with the theme of the actual accounts. Yeah. Okay. But most of it, just about all of it, has to do with Gene. Well, who was Robert, but he gave the name to the doll, so he goes by Gene. But yeah. Interesting. Very confusing, I know. The way I heard the most that Eugene got the doll was from his grandfather, who had just returned from Germany. I'll go over more ways he might have gotten the doll a little bit later. Oh, he went by Eugene, Gene, or Otto, I guess. But I'm Eugene call, is such a fancy name. Yeah, I'm just going to call him Gene because that's, like, his nickname. Like, his friends would call him that and stuff like that. So okay. that's what we're going to go with. All right. <laughs> it is now thought the doll was actually meant to be part of a clown or, like, jester act just because of the size and, like, it was never meant to be, like, a child's doll, clearly. It was, like, a big doll. It was, like, up to here. It was, like, 40 inches tall, so that's, like, big. Damn. Like, a big, big doll. I can pull up a picture for you really quick, actually. Oh, that is terrifying. Yeah. Well, he's old. That is terrifying looking. <laughs> yeah, so that's Robert. He used to be cute, though, I'm guessing, because he had, like, paint on his face, and, like, obviously this is all beat up. I think that's what he looked like. Looks like it's a little more intact. Well, he's still no. got holes in his face, and he's missing uh, the paint, but... Food. Yeah, and he... We'll get to the... I'll show you in a second. Um, the sailor suit that he's wearing in the picture, which I'll post on the Facebook, Instagram, whatever, uh, actually probably came from Gene, like his old clothes, because he had a sailor suit as well in some pictures. So he just, like, put it on the doll? Yeah, so I think that once he grew out, he put it on the doll, because the doll wasn't made wearing the sailor suit. I did that with my baby clothes. With my baby dolls, I'd put them on my baby dolls. And just like that. Hi, this is Future Kenzie. I messed up my dates again. Robert Eugene Otto was born on October 25th, 1900. In the original recording, I said 1990. That's a 90-year difference, but thanks to dyslexia, I said 1990 instead of 1900. So I am sorry, and now we will continue with the regular podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit about Jean's family and home life. Jean lived in a large home in Key West, Florida. The home was, like, due to the size and the time period, they had what they called help, which was slaves, maids, stuff like that. Oh. And they were most likely not very nice to them. Probably. Yeah. The house is said to still be standing on the corner of... Simiton and 
Eaton Avenue in Key West, Florida. I tried to Google Earth the picture of the house, <laughs> like where you can drop the little guy on Google Earth and it'll like show you a street view. Cause I wanted to see what the house looked like. And there was an old guy um, walking across the crosswalk in like a Speedo with a cooler behind him. I remember you showing me that picture. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's not what I was looking for, but okay. He's just living his best life in his Speedo with his, he's probably got beer in the cooler. I don't think Speedo should have ever been invented. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, we're going to talk about a few different ways that Jane possibly had gotten the doll. I worded it really weird in my notes. (laughs) I've done that. Yes. So option one is one of the maids was caught doing voodoo, but before she was fired, she used her voodoo on the doll, cursing it. So option one, grandpa gave him the doll, maid did voodoo on the doll that he already had in his possession. Okay. Option two is she had the doll all along, grandpa was not part of the story, and the maid gave it to Jean, already cursed. Option three is Jean was given the doll by a nurse who also practiced voodoo. I don't know why voodoo comes up so much in this. Like, can't a doll just be possessed and no voodoo's involved? But, you know, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Apparently they didn't know that back then. Has anyone heard of Annabelle? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I suppose not back then, but still. <laughs> And all of these, like, things that I just read, though, it was so that he was about eight years old when he was given the doll. So his age stays the same. Well, at least that. Yeah. So like any other kid, Gene wanted to bring his doll everywhere, even though it was larger than most dolls. Um, He was about three feet tall when I converted 40 inches to feet because I didn't know that by heart. (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) He was hardly hardly ever seen without Robert, and like most kids talk to their toys, Gene talked to his doll. However, this is completely normal, you know? Even yeah. today, my sister talks to her toys, and no, I'm not sorry for putting the thought of your kids having possessed toys into your head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of creepy. Yeah, I, I don't like dolls. Me neither. I have a grandma on my dad's side of the family. And she collects, like, those china dolls, like the glass ones. Yeah. And she gave me so many of them, and I just kept them all in my closet. The top shelf of my closet, still in the boxes. I was like, I'm not looking at them. These things are creepy. I mean, they were super cute, and, like, I didn't want to reject them because she was like, oh, have this doll. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I'll add it to the collection. That's currently (laughs) collecting dust. (laughs) scary yeah which also why would you give a glass doll to a kid because i was like 10 when she gave them to me they're gonna get broken exactly thankfully i was afraid of dolls so none of them got broken and i think we ended up selling them at a garage sale (laughs) well if they were possessed it's someone else's problem now (laughs) oh he would talk to robert as if he was like a real person like have everyday conversations with him but like most scary movies, things started escalating. Uh-oh. Gene's parents would hear a deep, loud voice coming from his room, and when they went to look, Gene would say he was just playing. That's weird. Yep. Others said they heard Robert the doll talk, but I'm not exactly sure if, like, Robert would talk in front of anyone, because I think he had a really close bond with Gene. He's a little shy. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Me too. Things just got weirder from there. Almost every night, Jean's parents would go into his room and they would hear not only like the deep voice and stuff like that, but they would hear like crashing noises. And when they walked in, his toys would be ripped apart and the furniture would be turned over. But Robert was always unharmed. Nothing ever happened to Robert, but all the other toys would be destroyed. You can only play with me. Yes. <laughs> so he's a jealous doll. Yes. One night, it was so bad, they came to the room. Uh, Eugene was crying, and uh, he was, like, curled up fetal position on his bed, and all he could say is, Robert did it. Oh, God. So, like, yeah, spooky. No, thank you. Nope, he'd be going in the trash right then and there. So after nights of this going on, Jean's parents decide decided it was best to put Robert in the attic. I'm not sure if they actually thought, like... The doll was haunted or voodooed or whatever. Or if, like, Jean just had behavioral issues since getting the doll. And they thought that maybe if they took the doll away, those issues would be fixed. Yeah. You know, I don't think just any parent would believe that a doll is haunted. Right away, anyways. But then again, it said that they heard the deep voices and stuff like that. So maybe they did think it was haunted. But if they thought that, why put it in the attic and not just throw it out? True. It was said that Jean's aunt, like, it was her idea to put Robert in the attic, not the parents, and she died that same night. Oh. Yeah, so... How did she die? She just died. She was old. Oh. But, like, she died. Natural causes. (laughs) Yes. Maybe natural. Who knows? Jean's... Supernatural. Yes. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I still have yet to watch Supernatural. I watched the first, like, three episodes... Yeah, but same. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Just not for me. Yeah. Jean's family said they heard footsteps, laughing, and other strange noises coming from the attic. And on a few occasions, they found Robert in the actual home. Oh. Yeah. Like, they had him up in the attic. You know, like, old school. Well, any attic, pretty much. You had to pull down on that thing, and the stairs come down. How does a doll do that? You know? Unless Gene was just a sneaky child. Yeah, maybe. But I don't even think... A, well, if he got, like, a really tall chair or a ladder, he might be able to reach it. Because he's still pretty young at this point. Maybe. Maybe he was really tall. Yeah. Okay, flash forward. Very long time. Once Gene was older, he moved out and got married to a woman named Annette. He brought his beloved doll with him and set Robert in the window of his new home. This window... It was like a bay window style, so he was sitting, kind of like my parents' window where you can sit in the window. Yeah. It was like that, and he had... kind of looks like it's like trapezoid shaped. Yeah, and he had Robert facing the street, because he wanted him to have a view. So he... That's fucking creepy. Yeah, so a little bit weird, but you know. (laughs) You do you, Gene. (laughs) You do you, Gene. You do (laughs) you, Gene. People said that when they walked by the home, Robert would disappear and reappear right in front of their eyes, which could Mm. be like a window trick, like with the sunlight and stuff like that. Yeah, it could also just be people saying it too, but then again, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about all these fucking crows flying around the house right now. Like, there's a lot of fucking crows out there. Yeah, that's my favorite part about this room is there's always so many, like, birds and bunnies and squirrels and chipmunks. Crows mean death. Yeah, that's okay. And we're talking about death. 
Kind what of. What if Robert's like listening to us right now and he just like sent the crows? He might. I don't know. <laughs> so eventually Annette, his wife, was freaked out by the doll and told Jean to put him back in the attic. Jean pleaded and convinced Annette to let the doll stay in the turnip room, which is... Um, turnip? Turnip. Oh. Turnip room. Yeah. What the fuck it's, is that? Um, so you know how when you look at, like, especially older style houses, how they have what I used to call a princess tower? Where, like, it has oh. that circle or, like, hexagon-shaped room that would yeah. go up? Yeah. The turnip room is the room on top of that tower. Okay. So he's like, we're going to put them on the top of this tower thing, which it wasn't a huge house, so, like, it wasn't an actual, like, princess tower. But that's what I think of when I think of this. Okay. It's yeah. a good way to put the visual in my brain. Yes, because he wanted him to have a view of the road still. After that, Gene was said to spend the rest of his days in that room painting and talking to Robert until he died in 1974. After Gene died... Robert kind of, like, lived on. Obviously, he's a doll. He doesn't yeah. die. So, Jean's... A few different things happened here. I'll go over them later, too. Jean's caretaker bought the home after he died, and Robert was still in the house. The caretaker was Myrtle Renter, which all I can think of is Screaming Myrtle. Um, is that her name? Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle? I thought Moaning it was Myrtle. Screaming. No, it's Moaning Myrtle. For Harry Potter. <laughs> There's like a screaming something in another, like... I want to say screaming little... Sally, but I don't think that's a thing. But it sounds so. like it should be. <laughs> she would often find Roberts in parts of the home that she did not put him in. Like, she'd be in the window when she left, and then he would be in the kitchen when, he, when she got home. So, like, he would just kind of, like, move around on his own. Weird. Yes. <sighs> When she had guests over, they were all frightened when the dolls seemed to disappear and reappear randomly, which is becoming a theme. So apparently this doll is like um, a magician of some he sort. He gets up and moves. Yeah. wonder if he used his legs or if he just like reappears. I don't know. Maybe he floats like a ghost. Maybe. Like, just like, don't move. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> Myrtle said the expression on Robert's face changed whenever they talked negatively about Jean. Hmm. So, like, they'd be talking about Jean, and then Robert's face would seem to be, like, angrier. He's mad that his yeah. buddy's gone. And... Uh, Miss Myrtle had a plumber over, and the plumber said that he heard laughing, and when he turned around, he saw Robert running down the hall. So he must be using his legs. Yeah. If he was, like, running. Unless he was, like, really fast floating. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it looked like he was running because his legs were dangling. Yeah. <laughs> In 1994, Myrtle had enough and gave the doll to Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, where he still is today. It's a museum. Before Interesting. We, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how exactly she was like, I'm just going to give him to the museum. But this museum had like a bunch of like haunted stuff in it, like old timey stuff. So that's probably where she got the idea. That's in Key West. She's like, so here, just take it. Yeah, just go. I mean, I would too. I would have gotten rid of him a long time ago. Yeah. The first time he was put up in the attic. Pretty soon after, it is said that Myrtle died. So like, soon after Ooh, Robert was away. mad so he came yeah. back and killed her 
This part I got from the museum website. Solars Hill reporter Malcolm Ross visited Robert and said, quote, It was like a metal bar running down my back. At first, when we walked through the door, the look on his face was like a little boy being punished, as if he were asking himself, who are these people in my room and what are they going to do to me? Scary. Ross's friends told him Robert's backstory and pointed to the children's furniture. It was at this point, Malcolm noticed a change in the doll's expression as if he was following the conversation. One of the men made a comment about what an old fool Gene Otto must have been. Robert's expression turned to one of disdain. And he said, quote, there was some kind of intelligence there. The doll was listening to us. That's so creepy. Yeah. This website also says that Myrtle bought the home when Robert was in it. Like, Robert was still in the home when she bought it, and Myrtle wasn't his caretaker at all. But if she was talking about Jean, Jean, Otto, Eugene, Robert, I'll get mixed up. But when she was talking, when she was saying that she was talking negatively about Jean, that Robert's face would change like why would she be talking about Jean if she wasn't his caretaker because how would you know about him true or so. I mean if she knew that he was the one who lived in the house before but like I'm sure he was talked about around the town because of the creepy doll probably so maybe that's why I don't know I don't know it's a good most, question most places I looked and like most things I watched on it said that Myrtle was his caretaker and that once him and his family were gone, that Myrtle got the house. Like, he had it written into his will and whatnot that she just got the house. Okay. Which is not uncommon. If you're old and you don't have family and you have a caretaker that you're kind of close to, you're like, yeah, I'll give you my house for your family when I die. I've got no one else to give it to. Right. You know? Might as well just have it. Yeah. So, we're going to talk a little bit about, like, his museum experience, I guess. Uh, if you thought Robert's life as a free doll was creepy, just wait, because there's some weird things that happen. Okay, so Robert was put on display in a glass case. Um, I don't know why they put haunted dolls and things in glass cases. Like, they think that... Even they Anna, can't break them? Yeah, like, Annabelle's in a glass case. And, like, the, does the glass stop, like, the, the paranormal stuff from coming out? I, no. I don't... <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they can go through walls, they can go through fucking glass. That's what I was thinking. But, you know, it seems like every haunted thing is put in a glass case. So, okay. So now we're going to talk about the staff's accounts first. They said that they would hear footsteps after they closed, which is very spooky. And like Myrtle said, Robert's expression seemed to, like, change all the time. Like I would it, not want to work in a haunted museum like that after hours. Fuck no. Yeah. It doesn't seem like the museum's like haunted it should specifically. Be. With all that stuff in it. It seems like it's just old stuff. And then some of it is like haunted stuff. But it's not a strictly haunted museum. It's not labeled that but technically it, it is. is yeah. <laughs> Robert was also known to change his position in the glass case. He would be facing left one day and right the next. Which I think that this could have been someone playing like a funny joke. I would do that. I would totally do that too. But if it's like a locked glass case that only like the owner has a key to, 
that I could see how that's creepy, but I couldn't figure that out. I'm assuming it's locked because otherwise people would be messing with it, like visitors and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Or even staff. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I said, I would and you would. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure we're not the only ones. The museum asked everyone to slowly approach the doll, be kind, and ask permission before taking a photo. So, of course, people were like, fuck Robert, and they did not listen to the warnings. There are now hundreds, if not thousands, of letters that surround his case, like his glass case, that are all apology letters. Many people have had a loved one pass, broken bones, gotten into car accidents on the way home, died or have come in within like seconds of death themselves right after seeing Robert and being like rude to him, like making jokes and stuff like that. He's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck up your life now. Boom. You know, so clearly the glass case is not working. Workers say one to three letters a day is normal. Visitors leave candy, money, and even joints outside of his case along with the letters. Robert, you need to take a hit and chill. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's been like 120 years and Robert still seems to be very much alive and causes cameras and other electronics to malfunction every day at the museum. And then I have some other cool stuff that I'm going to mention if the dog stops barking. I think they came out and yelled at the dog. (laughs) Okay. In 2015, there was a movie that was, like, loosely based on the actual doll. The movie is called Robert, and the family in the movie is called the Otto family, which Chucky was inspired by Robert, but this movie is, like, more based on the actual Robert doll, but also, like, Hollywoodized. (laughs) I can see, though, how, like they related Chucky to this doll, like, how it inspired Chucky, like, the whole doll comes to life, I'm gonna run around and fuck your life up by killing people. Yeah. I like the scene from Chucky where they're sitting at, um, a dinner table and Chucky cuts someone's stomach Mm -hmm. and the lady stops talking and the guy walks over and he's like, what's wrong? Why do you look like that? What's going on? she's over there fucking bleeding out. (laughs) Yeah, and he pulls the chair back, and her guts are just, like, bleh, all <laughs> over the place, because that's what happens. Steph is still making toys. They no longer make the original Robert doll, but if you want your own Robert lookalike doll, you can buy replicas online, ranging from Fuck 30 no. to $200. But Fuck knowing no. what you know now, I don't recommend. I would not. <laughs> I would buy, like, a little Robert doll action figure. And then, like, move it around my room to freak my boyfriend out. But my boyfriend has no idea who the Robert doll is because he doesn't pay attention to spooky stuff like this. No, he's lame. Yeah. So this was a super, super short episode. It's probably only going to be, like, 25, 30-ish minutes. Probably. Plus our, like, five minutes of banter in the beginning. But Yeah. It's a mini-sode! Yep. That's okay. It's just a bonus episode anyways, so I mean, can't be mad. Still extra content, plus Michelle was super long. Yeah, Michelle was long. Okay, well, um, yeah, that's the Robert doll. It, um, it's creepy. I first, the first time I heard about it was, um, when I was watching Haunted Artifacts on Netflix, which is the museum we were supposed to go to in Vegas, but they wanted like 60 bucks a person to get in. And the it museum- It was more than that. The museum was tiny. I looked at pictures online. There's a lot of stuff in a small space, but like- 
Yeah. It wasn't worth the money. No, definitely not. And you can see everything they have in pictures. And I don't think anyone, I mean, like, we can post pictures of the museum, I think. But that's all we would have been able to do on our social media anyways. And it, it would have yeah. been awesome to experience it in person. But, yeah. It is what it is. We spent our money on Yard Dog Fat Tuesday drinks. Which the cup is sitting right in front of me. <laughs> yep. That was awesome. If you go to Vegas, get a Fat Tuesdays cup because they have a Fat Tuesdays like every single block. Yeah. And you can refill your drink for like 15 bucks and it is and, huge. And they have those off-brand Fat Tuesdays and they'll mm-hmm. fill your Fat Tuesdays cup for like a dollar less. Yep. That lady was my best friend. And you can get a shot for like a dollar put into it so it's like stronger and it's like a big shot they just kind of do a swoosh out of the bottle yeah it's not really a shot it's just kind of an extra oh i miss vegas me too i liked being drunk on the street oh my gosh it was fantastic Mm -hmm. well hopefully you enjoyed that mini-sode um i have posted a couple things on our tiktok so make sure you check out our tiktok yeah, my sister, who is uh, still a minor, got mad because she, my mom was following our TikTok, because our mom's a big fan of the show. Well, my mom and my sister. She's mom. my mom, too. Yeah, so <laughs> mom is a big fan of the show, and she followed us on TikTok right when she heard about it, and she was listening to the TikTok, and like 30 seconds later, I got a call from my sister, and she's like, why did you swear? I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, I heard you swear on your on your TikTok. And I was like, what TikTok? She's like, your podcast TikTok. Mom was listening to it, and she was laughing. I was like, yeah? Well, you still swear. And I was like, well, why are you listening to a podcast that's meant for adults, kid? <laughs> <laughs> that's your own fault. Yes. So, I'm sorry for our language. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to change. Nope. But. It is what it is, buddies. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then I have been more active on our Instagram again. I know I was kind of on the down low with that for a while, but I've been posting stuff again. And and on our Facebook, I posted a couple things on our Facebook as well. I figured out what was wrong with our Facebook. I stay logged out for more than 30 days, so it wanted to make sure that our page was still active. Yeah, I just had to log back in and it was fine. Oh. Because it sent me notifications to my actual Facebook page because it's linked. Well, make sure you check those out. They're either at the Claw Crypt or at the Claw Crypt Podcast. Depends on where you go. And if you have any, like, spooky stories you want us to share or, like, suggestions, ideas, whatever, just email it to us at theclawcrypt at gmail.com or... Message us on Facebook or Instagram. It'd probably get to us faster because we get the notifications. Yeah. I don't check emails very often. I try to check it, like, once a week, but most of the time it's just spam shit. Yep, pretty much. Well, stay tuned for our next one. I don't know which one we're doing next, but... Um, I have one ready to go, and it's a little fucked up, so... Aren't they all? Yeah, but this <laughs> one's like... I, you'll see what I mean next week, I guess, but this guy is... Oh, and I'm so excited to use the sound foam that I got, so hopefully our audio quality is a little bit better, so... Yeah. I'm really excited for that. I was so happy when I got it. I sat there and I took the foam and I put it to my face and I was like talking into the foam. It feels really weird. Mm. That stuff's fun. 
So yeah, stay tuned for the next one, and we'll see you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.